come back just to finish awards, to finish awards season, uh, because there's going to be so much news and so much other things this offseason that we need to get to. I rewatched like a whole hour, 50 long, the highlight video of just the 2003 college football season. So there's, we got plenty of offseason contact, guys. Don't worry. Um, but where we left off, I think, was the color pop team of the year. And I want you to kick us off on that just because I need to make sure that I have all my teams in the right order. Do you have, if you have your nominees, I have, <clears throat> I think I have three nominees, but if you are ready to go, please kick us off. Color pop team of the year, which I should say, the color pop for me, television kind of award in terms of the best collective jerseys all year home away alternate from week one all the way through just team that just popped off the off the off the field off the screen color wise stadium wise even helps like with the fans working with and and, and uh contrasting with 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 jerseys and such but color pop team of the year I don't know who to name this after. Maybe Boise State should be named. Yeah, that's it. They got their blue field and the orange pants. So the Boise State color pop, because I feel like you could just say every week if they play at home or if they put their blue and orange on almost anywhere, it's them. So the Boise State color pop team of the year, who you got? Um, I had two finalists for this, um, both actually leveraging the, the the black and then the primary color combination. Mm-hmm. The first was Tennessee. Yeah. Tennessee's all black jerseys with, you know, how Tennessee does with checkered his own. Fire. Yep. Fire. Fire. Yep. Yep. And they're um, orange. And then same too. with um same with Maryland. I actually really appreciate the way that Maryland incorporates their their flag into their jersey and their helmets. Mm-hmm. But so- um they did a blackout, I think it was against Ohio State. Um and it was it was live there. Yep, I like that. Um, UM very polarizing. <clears throat> Maryland very polarizing with people because they either do like the flag incorporation into the helmet and the uniforms, or they don't yeah. like it. No one seems to be in the middle of it. I feel like they were. I'm not feel like they were the you know, the child of Under Armour back when Under Armour was the groundbreaking new your team has 18 different Jersey combinations like Oregon definitely was first because Phil Knight and, and they were, they were, they had all these Jersey combinations back in the early two thousands, but Maryland was kind of the next one of those that just people would see week in a week out and whether they liked it or not, cause they would have some bright yellow, some black, like you just never knew what it was going to be. But every week you'd be like, yo, what? what are those either good or bad mm-hmm. and i feel like that's where you want to be as the color pop team right you you don't want to you can you have to be on one end of the spectrum or the other people are either going to love these picks or they're going to hate them i feel like if you're on the middle then i didn't you know we didn't do a good job of the awards so i will go down a somewhat similar path i i mean i guess i have bias because because you had you know, the black contrast with the the orange the yellow and black and black was kind of your color there, which black, I feel like black lends so well to so many. I used to love TCU for so many years because that black and purple lended so well to each other. I'm going to go black and blue here, Memphis. Okay. The, tig- the tiger stripes in the helmet yep. get me every time. Sometimes they'll add it to the sleeve. 
like the sleeves of their jerseys will have the stripes. Sometimes they, they got the all blues, they got all blacks, they got all whites. Their helmets will be matte. Sometimes it'll be chrome. Uh, I feel like they've, Memphis put like a real heavy effort in like our joints need to stand out. Like Tiger Stripes in the end zone, like whatever it is, our, our joints need to stand out. So I'm going Memphis nominee. I'm going Coastal Carolina. That okay. sea, that beautiful seafoam blue. Their field is that color. <clears throat> Shout so out to got, Conway, South Carolina. Yep, their field, that beautiful seafoam, uh, the Chanticleers, the weird, like, fighting, rough-and-tumbled bird mascot thing that they got going. I went and watched a game down there last, what was it, maybe two years ago now, uh, or maybe last year, from my buddy uh, Pete's bachelor party and we went to the went to a football game there early on in the season great time great environment great like really like if you're a college kid that campus that whole beach town and going to watch a football game there is awesome so give me them and then i gotta go to washington there i gotta go u-dub yeah purple and gold they're purple and gold when they came that oregon game is still one i can't really like Get out of yeah, my the, mind uh, in the best the way. First one, right? The first one in Washington, the most beautiful, gorgeous day. And I feel like I don't want to blend environment too much. Obviously, the stadium environment, the crowds, but those jerseys, the all purples, the golds, those jerseys that look so good against Arizona State that they forgot how to play football that one game, where I'm, I'm convinced still to this day, having watched all of Arizona's remaining games and Washington's remaining games. The only reason, unless it was the whole Michael Penix rib situation, like I talked about, I got no other explanation other than the jerseys were so fire that they, the team just got too hyped, blew their load too early in the locker room over the over the hype jerseys. The jersey reveal just took too much out of them, and then they ran out on the field. They're like, "Well, like this is the hypest we were all day." It was when we saw what jerseys we were wearing. It's actually a letdown to go play Arizona State. So I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm going to go with Memphis. Like I, I, I got to give the nod to them just because they stand out Two two reasons. They, they score 55 points every game and they'll let you score 55 points every game. So their games are just going to be shootouts, uh, but they'll look good doing it. And like, that's, that is a brand. I feel like they have done a really good job of making Memphis football record. Yeah. Yeah. You know, six to six, seven, five packs and Lynch here and there player here and there. Uh, but you know, that's like a pretty solid baseline of like they're never going to drop below that, and that has nothing to do with why I picked their jerseys. But their jerseys are fire. Give me Memphis. Environment. Yeah, those are good picks. Huh? I'm gonna speed through environment. Environment simply your favorite stadium to watch a game in. I'm gonna name this one over uh, for LSU. I just I've never watched a game there. I told you that's a bucket list one. Got to get down with <clears> you <throat> to do that. But that to me is just like next year. Yeah, we should definitely. But that to me is the pinnacle of where you watch a college football game. The crowd, the tradition, the environment, the hill, the colors, the singing, the chants, the end zone, the tiger eye in the end zone or at midfield mm-hmm. is always ill. Um, so I'm gonna give the award name to them. My nominees out of the Big 12, Kansas, who in recent news are spending damn near half a billion dollars with a 
B, the same amount of Oof. money, the same amount of money Florida State stands to lose during this whole fight with the ACC, half a billion dollars. That's what Kansas is spending on their facility upgrades. They will be playing next year in Kansas City, Kansas City Chiefs uh, Stadium, and another stadium. I think it's a combination of two stadiums. Um, while their field gets worked on, and Remember in week two when I said if I were buying stock, I would buy stock in Kansas over Clemson? This is partly why I said that. Like, this is a larger thing at play here with this Kansas football program being something that they're like, oh, we can make this a thing, too. Like, basketball's already been a thing for us. We can make this a thing, too. So Kansas has bought all in on football. They brought their Rock Chuck, Jayhawk, Cole Fieldhouse energy to the football field. Their student section is nuts that when they beat uh, Oklahoma this year, that scene was incredible. Uh, so I'm going to Kansas. I'm going to Missouri. Very similar reasons. Uh-huh. Missouri's a wild place. I feel like underrated party, wild, ruckus environment, SEC. Great place to watch a game. Colors there, too. Black and gold. Dope. Pac-12, give me Oregon State. Um, Corvallis. Uh, the, the fabled history of you just don't go into Corvallis, especially if it's nighttime. You just never know. We've seen all types of great teams or really good teams lose there, their student section. Uh, the fact that they play Oregon close every year, despite the fact that they are nowhere near them in recruiting, right? They get out recruited just embarrassingly. So year in and year out by them, but they always <coughs> play them close, especially at Corvallis. And then my final group of five, JMU, who similar to Kansas, mm-hmm. maybe not as much money, but about five, six, seven years ago, built a whole big extension and revamped their football stadium and facilities to get to a level where they are now, where they you know win 10, 11 games, want to be a New Year's Six type of team, one of the best group of fives. Their basketball team is killing it. They just had a their, – their athletic director and department is killing it. But uh, that is, like I said, the best scene in Virginia, one of the best just like, hey, you want to go watch a beautiful team at a beautiful stadium, some beautiful purple jerseys, and have a fun time afterwards, come to JMU. Come to death row. Come to death row. Um, out of those four, I got to give it to Kansas. Kansas was so lit that they're getting a $500 million stadium. So I'm going to Kansas. Congratulations, yeah. Kansas. Yeah, I'm yeah. not going to say that it's going to bump Kansas off um, double, double tap on LSU Tiger Stadium. Um, didn't hear Penn State Beaver Stadium. Despite how we both feel about Penn State, the yeah. the all white can't deny it. Can't yeah. deny the whiteout. Yeah. That's true. <sighs> I feel like I did do the thing where I'm just like I'm annoyed by them. I'm annoyed because they do that whiteout at the top of every year. Yay, we beat Michigan State, and then they lose to all you know Michigan and Ohio State and. They get to the Rose Bowl, and then, yeah, we beat somebody, and they repeat the cycle. So it isn't – it should be commended more. But, yeah, you can't deny. The whiteout, zombie nation, when they're rolling, that place is insane. There's a lot of and places. Then I feel like I'm being, I'm being that guy in this pocket, in this episode, but give me, give me Colorado. I'm not mad. You have to. Like you really do. Uh, it's almost so. I don't. I think I just simply uh, that was off oversight, forgetting not just that it was the first four weeks, but just forgetting like, oh yeah, Dion made Colorado matter. Like 
I, it's still it's kind of a thing. I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot they sold yeah, out. They sold, out, they sold out a bunch of five games. And, like yeah. yeah, it's like I forgot. It's like oh yeah, that really did all happen. Um, and part of what he needs to build is based on like vibes because there's a ceiling on the winning. And so when there's a ceiling on your winning, you need vibes. Like you just something like, like that's gotta, like we talk about some of these schools that's just like, yeah, the vibes, vibes at Kentucky are great. <laughs> Vibe, vibes at Kansas are great. Where it's just like, are we going to win the big 12 and go yeah. to college football playoffs? <laughs> no. Uh, but are, are we going to be fun to watch? Is our student section fun? Do we get an upset here and there? Do we go to a bowl game? Yeah, does, does our coach get talked about as one of the better co- like there's just other things to play for for most of these other schools? And yeah, you gotta say Colorado. You can yeah. They had it. And they had star power. They had star power. No, they had the rock. You never said about Colorado. They had the rock. You you very rarely say it about college football teams. Period. the The first few weeks of there's one thing, and I'm not trying to like besmirch the younger rappers or whatever, but when that was the first caliber level of it, it's like okay, they're like closer in age to these players. These are their favorite artists, Shador and Travis Hunter. They probably have relationships with uh, a Quavo. Or uh, 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 Kodak Black. I don't know if he was there. I'm just making up with somebody in that age range. Um, but once you saw The Rock, it, it just I'm just going to stop it there at The Rock, who is a level of like fame and curating that rarely exists. Once that guy saw, I got I to gotta get a little, little bit of heat off this Colorado thing. It'd be a good look for me to put on a Buffalo jersey right now. Um, that we do have to give it up for that. So I, I would love if you made that your winner because I, I, I don't want to renege on Kansas, but yeah, we might need to go with that. Colorado needs needs a win here, so I like that. We ready to get to what I think is my favorite category? Go, uh, let's do it. I'm calling this the Nick Saban versus Jimbo Fisher. What's your problem, man? B for the year award. Oh, I have a lot of these. Oh, me too. <laughs> I have a lot of these. <laughs> me too. Do you want to go back and forth? You read one, yeah, I read let's one until we're done. Okay. Uh, who who do you want to start? Call, go ahead. All right. I got De- I got Deion Sanders since we were talking about him versus Jay Norvell. That was great times. Yeah. Great, yeah. great times. Take your sunglasses and hat off when you talk to me. Um, great times. Never like Jay Norvell put himself on the map in such an awesome way. Just be like, you know what? I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the wrestling heel. I'm gonna be that guy. So that's my first one. Yep. And then Dion's like, oh, you, you talk about my mama. I wasn't raised right. Like it, it, it went there. It was, it was they, great. They got to it. And then, and then I was like, hey, Jordan Norvell's black. Why is he doing this? Why, why, <laughs> why is this? Why, why is this the one coach who was like, I don't like all this Dion stuff? So like, you're making it tough. For me to be like hating on Jay Norvell now, it's like I kind of want both of you to succeed, but Jay, you are a hater. Uh, so Dion versus Jay Norvell, who you got? Where am I gonna start? <laughs> 
I'm going to go Devontae Walker versus the NCAA. Yep, I have that one. Let me cross that off. Full disclosure, NCAA shows up in here multiple times on my me, list. Yes, me too. Me too. I'm wondering if I should just go to the next NCAA <laughs> appearance here. Uh, Devontae Walker, uh, Carolina receiver who was initially mm-hmm. denied another year of eligibility because he had transferred from another school. I think it was an HBCU. Kent, um, he was at Kent State. Uh, he was no, at Kent State. That's right. He was at Kent State. He was at HBCU first, then Kent State, then North Carolina. Yep. Okay. Okay. I forget which um, school it was. And I initially saw the story because uh, we talked about this earlier in the episode, I think. Yeah. Matt Brown. Season. Uncharacteristically went scorched earth on the yes. NCAA yeah. about this. And I was like, what 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 made him so mad? <laughs> um yeah. and then I watched him play and it was immediately evident why he was so upset. Because Devontae ball. Yeah. I think I was, the first time I watched him play was against Miami. He was killing Miami. Oh, yeah, that, that was the game. Back. That was the game Miami was like, who is this? Uh, who, where is the updated scouting report? We were told Devontae Walker was ineligible. Who is that? I'll have number eight on our, on <laughs> who, our is, <laughs> who Who gets to wear number eight in his absence? That was that game. Uh, yeah, Mac Brown was furious. That to me was the sign off the rip. Start of the season. He flames the NCAA. And I said then, I was like, if you've lost Mac Brown, 90-something, I know he's not 90, but I just would like to make him 90-something-year-old Mag Brown. If you've lost him, you you have lost. Like, you've just lost, period. Um, all right. Do we have more on that one? It. Six catches for 132 there and it three is. touchdowns. There it is. Yep. And he dropped the mic. Yep. Devontae Walker. And I don't think he played NCAA after that. Zero. <laughs> I don't think he played much after that either. Does he need they, to? They He's shortly, the best receiver yeah, in the NCAA. He shortly ruled him ineligible. And, and I feel like every NFL team is like, we've seen enough. He will be yep. very he'll be First very round. eligible here. <laughs> we don't have any eligibility issues in our league. Uh all right. I'll get off of that. Let, let me come out to the next one then. I got Mac Brown versus Shane Beamer throat grab game. We all just pretended like that didn't happen. I still happen. can't believe that happened. Like, I know we mentioned it last episode because we mentioned the fact that Mac Brown's like, no, I'm actually going to coach this team forever. Like, you, you, I don't know what the succession plan is, but Mac Brown till 2030. Um, he grabbed Shane Beamer by the throat post-South Carolina game. What was this, the first, second week of the season? It was very early on in the season because they play that rivalry game early out of conference. Um, like, I don't... I don't understand. Like, I I still, I feel like we did not get a proper explanation about that. And I was told that it wasn't a B for that. Like, Matt Brown wasn't saying something, like, contentious to him. Um, and I, you, which makes sense because North Carolina won. So, you're like, what's Matt Brown's, what's the, what's the deal? Like, why? Why is he grabbing the coach, the losing coach's throat? Was he just like asserting more dominance over? Yeah, that's right. You take you take that L. You take this L too. So I want us to just all remember that Matt Brown choked out Jane Beamer. Yeah, so so strange. It was underreported, underdiscussed, moved on, um, and. You know, frankly, Shane Beamer, you handled that very well because that could have gone a very different 
you grab my throat, I'm grabbing your throat. Now we're both standing here grabbing. What are we doing? Like, what What are you doing? Anyway, who you got next? Because I got one, two, three, four, five, six more <laughs> to go. So we can maybe spend less time on some of these, but we're definitely going to hit all those. Yeah, I think we did a whole, almost a whole episode on this, but it's one of those Dabo versus Tyler. Mm-hmm. That's right. Tyler from Spartanburg. Tyler from Spartanburg. Versus uh, Dabo I can't being... remember what, what month this was. <laughs> we we did that did an episode on this. It was it was epic. Yeah. This is in between week ten and eleven, if I'm remembering correctly. Uh-huh. Sometime uh-huh. toward the end of the year. Uh Tyler from Spartanburg. Versus Dabo being good at life is what it ultimately <clears throat> turned into. It started as Tyler from Spartanburg questioning coaching and evolved into Spartan Tyler from Spartanburg questioning Dabo's moral ethics and Bible knowledge. It's <laughs> <laughs> just a faith and conviction as a man Strange. and father. Strange. And so we found Dabo Sweeney not only defending all that, but also strangely taking credit <laughs> for <laughs> Um, oh boy. Um, oh, who's his old offensive coordinator? Oh, for um, yeah, oh, who's his offensive coordinator? yeah, for um, mm, that's crazy. T- uh, Tony, no, not Tony. Elliot, 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 yeah, Elliot. Tony yeah. Elliot, yeah. Um, just taking credit for Tony Elliot. Essentially, just it's some it evolved into like, I bet you didn't want Tony Elliot to succeed. He'd, he'd never call a game day in his life. Then I hired him. Now look at him. So it's like, that That was that was great. I'm going to give it to Tyler. Tyler made us all have to be like, you're making us agree with Dabo, sweetie. Tyler, you're, you're, right. too mo- you're making us side with Dabo, sweetie. <laughs> Don't do that. Um. I also have on my list Dabo versus the transfer portal. I don't know if we need to go into it as much, <laughs> yeah, but a constant that is certainly a beef. Yeah, it's a beef. He has a beef with the portal and NIL. I, I would give it to Dabo versus NIL. He hates to see these children getting money and having decision-making power over where they could go. Um, so, yeah, Tyler, I mean, Tyler is not, is not Tabo's uh, only nemesis at the moment. That's a good one. I uh, this one doesn't need much backstory. Bill O'Brien. I mean, not d- d- just we don't need much discussion. Bill O'Brien versus Jalen Monroe being yeah. not good enough at quarterback. Uh, most of the season he was good enough. They get into their beef. He goes out. He plays the worst game ever of the season. Now, granted, it didn't help a lot of the other things that were happening, but just the timing of that was so unfortunate. Because I feel like Bill O'Brien was somewhere laughing, like, you know what's going to happen? I'm going to go coach at Ohio State. They're going to pay me a whole bunch of money, uh, despite the fact that I keep failing sideways or upwards. And people are going to question whether you should be in the NFL, because that's how life works for me. I'm a white man, Bill O'Brien, and you are Jalen Monroe. And that beef to me was great because Jalen Monroe started it. Or not started it, but just decided... I'm going to address some things that were said quite some time ago, right now, right before the jam, right before our playoff game. These will be addressed. Not looking good, Bill. That's all I can say about that. 
unless Ohio State thing goes well, which I have a sneaking suspicion that it will, in part because their entire uh, program is based on beating Michigan, and they have just had to sit back and watch Michigan do what it's done, and their whole offseason has been like, no, this, no, we, this will not be the thing. We will get all the transfers. We will get all the recruits. We will sign NFL, the offensive and defensive. Like, we will we will do whatever necessary. Like, we will give Ryan Day all the ammunition, and if he still loses, then it's over. But I could see uh, I could see Bill O'Brien being on their team next year. They have a good year. Someone convinced <clears throat> themselves he should run something somewhere, and then Bill O'Brien, what do you know, back coaching. Like, it, you know how that goes. I mean, the unfortunate thing about Ohio State, they're they're so successful that it just it feels like sometimes it just runs itself. And so I don't think it's it's I don't think the coaches always get the credit because Ohio State just you can pencil them in for 10, 11 wins a, a year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah, the office could do well. I, how much credit will Bill O'Brien get though? Well, I feel like. This is one of those cases where you assign credit based on how much the person's liked, and Bill O'Brien clearly has people who enough people who like him that he keeps getting these jobs. Granted, Belichick a couple times is the same, you know, it's the same circles. Um, but yeah, he's gonna. I mean, I don't disagree in terms of Ohio State's just been a ten-win program our whole lives. Doesn't really matter who's coaching there. Um, but that said. I wouldn't you say Bill O'Brien just got a promotion at off of, like I I think you would rather be the offensive coordinator at Ohio State than unemployed because that's what he was following the like he went from offensive coordinator one of the worst offenses in the NFL for, uh, behind the coach who no one wanted this all season I would just like to point out I it, that's interesting discussion on its Which own Which is wild um but like he 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 was on that guy's staff that guy like let go, didn't get hired nowhere. Bill O'Brien gets to go be the offensive coordinator at Ohio State. Like I don't look at that as a downgrade. No, it's just definitely an upgrade. Yeah, I think that's a he got a promotion for yeah. being bad at his job. Um, so I think he can make it work at Ohio State, and I just think he will be like think of you know coordinators from these big Bill programs get jobs. And Bill's gonna end up at one of these jobs that could even be back in the NFL. Or it could be one of these interesting open college jobs, right? Like, oh, Florida, we're done with Billy Napier. How about we go hire Bill O'Brien? He's an offensive NFL offensive mind. Da, da, da. Like, I can just see a number of teams being like, that's the hire. That's the guy. Like, he built an NFL culture. He could bring that to the college level. So I feel like this is a foot in the door. We got sidetracked. A couple more beefs. If you want me to expand, I'm going to just read the rest of mine. And if I don't touch anything that you have, read yours after. We'll do I- that. Iowa versus Vegas in the under. Iowa's undefeated. <laughs> Iowa versus <laughs> offense. <laughs> I was I was undefeated. Like Iowa's never lost to Vegas. Vegas keeps taking that out. Um I'm gonna keep track of this next year. We're gonna see what the numbers are. But I think it was this year that if you made a don't quote me on the numbers, but essentially just think about this proportionately. If you made a fifty dollar bet on the Iowa under to start the year and carried over your winnings every week of what you won the prior week and bet that on the under the following week, you make something like 10 grand, I think. So 
Um, I'm going to follow this next year and I might start a small uh, college fund for my son based <laughs> off of taking the Iowa under because it's the most guaranteed thing in football. So the Iowa, Iowa versus Vegas in the under. Give me Ryan Day versus Lou Holtz since we were talking Ryan Day. Yeah. Yeah, that's a just, good one. Just hilarious, right? Lou Holtz on some platform, still unknown, apparently calls Ohio State soft. Ohio State beats Notre Dame by a score with two plays with 10 men on the field for Notre Dame to squeak out a victory. Um, Ryan Day runs to center field, grabs microphone and screams, I wonder where Lou Holtz is right now. And all of America goes, yeah, me too. Where is Lou Holtz? And why are you wondering where he is? Because I'm pretty tapped in on, on college football Twitter. No idea Lou Holtz said Ohio State was so. I don't, I don't know that I've ever heard Ryan Day talk, much less. First time I've heard him talk. Like, me, at least. Yeah, like, like that. I didn't watch his introductory press conference when he took over for Urban Meyer. I don't remember him saying anything interesting during any of his college football team appearances. And then the first time to hear him to be fired up. that fired up Richard Sherman style. That's what you get when you try a sorry receiver like Crabtree on me. <laughs> That's what you get. Like to get that energy from Ryan Day. Unbelievable. So Ryan Day versus Lou Holtz. Uh, I think that covers it. Oh, wait. UCLA recruits versus Colorado's jewelry. That's a big one. That's a big <laughs> one. And then we also got... You got we kind of forgot about this also. Deion Sanders versus Dan Lanning. Dan Lanning actually was got on my list. Dan Lanning. That one was on your list. Okay. Dan Lanning got like like Jay Norvell did a thing where he's just like, I just need to get some of this heat because we're Colorado State and this is the hottest we're gonna be all year playing this team. Dan Lanning did a thing that was like there's levels and I'm pulling rank. And, like, y'all are on this – and, like, people took that quote how they wanted, but how I took it was, you're Colorado, we're playing for the Big 12 championship. Like, we're not the same. And I just – I just – we just – I feel like Dan Lanes is like, I want to remind y'all that. Like, people – and this is the competitive side of coaches, but I feel like Dan Lanning's thing is like, Alabama wants to hire me. Like, I'm, I'm the guy that they came to see after Nick Saban left, and only after I said no did they go talk to other people. And I feel like Dan Lane's like, y'all can talk about Dion all you want, but I just beat him 50 to nothing. I run a 10-win program. Like, so I feel like Dan Lanning popped his shit on that one. Dion didn't take many off the field L's this year. I think Dan Lanning was the one where it's just like, you can't even like you could say, yes, Oregon wants clicks too, but the message there was we're a 10-win team, you won four games. <laughs> Yeah, I was I didn't love it for that reason. We're talking about Oregon. Like Oregon, the team that has thirty thousand jersey, helmet, few combinations, like he's not the one to talk about how they're not looking for attention to. And as far as success, like, yeah, Oregon is better recently. Between Oregon and Colorado, only one of those schools has national championships and it's not it is not Oregon. Yeah, but Dan Lanning. But try again. Dan Lanning, that's not if we're we're not playing that game. Dan Lanning's playing the you guys are covering Deion Sanders. And he called the media out on which I think was totally fair to do. He's like, look, you want to talk about Deion? That's cool. You want to talk about this football game? 
Y'all got your ass whooped. And I told you about it before, and I'm going to tell you about it after. And I feel like everyone kind of was just like, eh, yeah, like just kind of hands off. And I'm like, Dan Lanning's the only guy that's like, Dion, I want the smoke. And your team lost. And I still want the smoke. And that was the one game, the Oregon game. He, that wasn't they made it personal. That wasn't the that was the one game where D, there wasn't really anything Dion had to say beforehand, and there was definitely nothing they could say after. So right. I to me that was the one like yes, clicks and but it's just like again Dan, like this is Dan Lanning's talking, not Oregon football. Dan Lanning's perspective is I'm like what I've done in the Pac-12 with this team. Like, here's my resume. Like, you can talk about our jersey because everybody's like, but here's here's the resume on paper. And the, the other school that you're talking about that you all are focusing on or or like, okay, they want clicks or they want attention. It was like, and I don't even think he said it in a negative way. I think he just said it like in a very factual way. And it insinuates that they are less serious about this football stuff than we are, which maybe is not fair, right? That might be a shot at the kids, but it's also trash talking. Like, so beat oh, us. Oh, he absolutely was. Right, so and beat he us. Looked into the, and he also, like, was <laughs> in a highly curated, you know, moment yeah, in front of the his, cameras where we yeah, said, it's his, like, it was, it's, yeah. He's, he's, he's playing the wrestling character. And, like, he nailed it. To me, he nailed, like, he was the one guy who nailed it. I feel like Jay Norvell tried. I was like, take your hat and sunglasses off. And I was like, I've never heard that. Nope, that's not it. That's not gonna, that's not gonna win. Dion's gonna sell five million dollars in sunglasses, and all they're gonna do is wear stunner shades and fitted caps on the sideline if they beat you. Right. So Jay, I feel like Jay Norvell tried it, and Dan Lanning's attempt or his route was much better because the things he was saying there was nothing that you could refute you could say other things about Oregon but he didn't I he wasn't there refuting that I guess he could be like yeah but 10 wins Pac-12 championship yeah we're, and we're you know, in to it. that end, to that to, yeah and that's part of the point right he's he can't talk because he has the best team right so he's and part he's, of Dion's response was have fun this is the worst we'll ever be Right. So that is why I like it even more. I love that he stayed at Oregon. Um, I like that they are both entering. Well, are they entering the same conference? I have not committed new conference lineups to memory yet. No, is, Oregon's in the Oregon's um, in the in Big the, Twelve. In the, is in the Big, Big Ten and, Big Ten. and Colorado's going Big Twelve. So yeah, well, maybe I, I wish that they would play each other again. I, I hate that that rivalry and it's war between coaches because it's not like on the field we've seen an Oregon Colorado rivalry here. But um I like that they were willing to I like that Dan Lanning said that. I like that Dion was like, okay, like you got us now. This is the weakest we'll be setting up a like see us next year situation. Dun, we'll, dun, be, dun. we'll be back. And now it's like now it's like <laughs> oh we're not getting that. Like it don't unless they play, uh it don't look like we'll be getting that. So I was here for that beef. I'm going to probably give my award to, man, it's a loaded category. That one was the most compelling, but I'm not going to give the award to it. My award, it's Ryan Day and Lou Holtz, because you now look back on the Ohio State season, I can make the case that that's their biggest win of the year, and he took that platform to just, 
shooting the trash loose holes. It's <laughs> like that. I that think was the most important thing takes, at that moment. That takes the cake for me, right? Like, unless you want to say the Penn State win was bigger, and I'm I, I I'm not gonna say that. Like, I I think going to Notre Dame earlier in the season, winning that game on the road, I think that might have been their biggest spot. Like, I just think you know, Penn State not a threat. Notre Dame almost beat them. Um, I just feel like him being like now in retrospect because they lose to Michigan, they get embarrassed in Bowl Week. In retrospect, Ryan Daly's like season encapsulated was. I wonder where Lou Holtz is right now, and we all also are still wondering on what platform are you listening to Lou Holtz? Did Lou Holtz even even where is get Lou the Holtz? message? Where is yeah? Lou Holtz had to be told, I'm sure, by several different parties that Ryan Ryan Day said something back about you, or it responded to what you said on a telegraph machine, or I don't know what. Like I don't know what social media <laughs> platform Lou Holtz is on. Probably the the far left crazy like or far right the the far right wing like the underground Twitter joint. That Trump is on, maybe I don't know where Lou Holtz it's is getting his so shit true. off. Like I don't, yeah, true. So I don't know where Lou Holtz is, is getting his shit off, but it's not on television airways that anyone has seen recently. So it's just like, I, was it a call-in show? Like maybe he called in to Notre Dame. It's just like, of course the Irish are gonna win. Like Ohio State's soft. Ryan Taylor can't coach for shit. Like I don't know. Maybe Lou Holtz just felt this is Notre Dame radio. I can say what I want. I don't know. Again, underreported, undercovered. There's so many things going on. I feel like these beefs all, with the exception of the UCLA recruits and the Colorado Drury, I got all the details on that, and that was great. The rest of these beefs were undercovered on. And who is your winner, just in case it is not also Ryan Day versus Lou Holtz, because we have so many to choose from before we get to our final three categories, but one of them is going to be quick as that. Yeah, so my my final, the, the ones I didn't name yet, um, Michigan versus the world. That was one. <laughs> that versus themselves. Connor Stallions versus Michigan. Uh, <laughs> uh, ACC versus Florida State slash Florida State versus the committee. Both of those we've covered. Both of those are unresolved. Yeah. Um, I have just a, a general. This is probably the, the one that is... Captures all of it, but NCAA just versus the rule of law, versus yeah. the Constitution, NCAA versus, versus litigation, <laughs> and, yeah, and, and lawyers and sense. Um, then that's specifically a reference to just the the premise of the NCAA and amateurism. I think it's becoming more and more clear that it's illegal. Yeah, so. it's crumbling. It's crumbling. It, they lost nine. Uh, they got the Supreme Court to agree on something unanimously for the first time in ever, and it was that what y'all are doing is unconstitutional and needs to stop. Like that's that's amazing that that happened. Um, I have Arkansas versus Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> Arkansas one week versus the the Arkansas team the next week. Uh, there's that, and there's also the Bobby Petrino element Bobby Petrino of it all, higher, which yeah. I, I still can't believe happened. Uh, yep, and it's still happening currently. They will start next year with the coach that they did not want to fire, and Bobby Petrino. And so, my winner, and this 
This one is uh, a little bit of a strange one because it doesn't involve two college football coaches. And also, most of it happened last year, but it still came up some this year, is Mark Stoops versus John Calipari. That's a good one. <laughs> because it's, you rarely cr- see <laughs> two coaches at the same school with beef, but their beef is real. <laughs> Cross sport, same school, real deep. Same fan base. Like, they, it should be all good. The same building. They work in the same athletic department. They work. They're literally coworkers. Like, I can't stand that dude. And I want everyone to know about it. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, this all started, listeners, uh, when John Kyler Perry last year was <laughs> doing an interview. And unprovoked says, <laughs> we need to have more money for basketball. We need a new practice facility <laughs> and basketball stadium. Um, no, no, no shade to the football team. I'm sure they'll win 10 games, go to a bowl game, whatever. Yep. Kentucky's a basketball school. <laughs> and we, we need to be treated like it. And yep. Mark Stoops did not like that. And they've been beefing ever since. And at this point, it's like subtle jabs here and there. Uh, their AD, uh, I'm sorry, um, Kenny, I think it's Kenny Payne. Mm-hmm. Not Kenny, yeah, Kenny Payne, who coaches Louisville now. Yep. Um, he was reported as someone who played an important role in Calipari's life of like reining him in. And now that he's gone, Calipari's kind of losing himself on, a little on bit, his, apparently. But yeah, now, now they're just like taking passive aggressive jazz at each other in the media. But this is, this is a good one and a real one that doesn't seem to be going away. No. And I feel like in part because, like you said, the prompted nature of it all. Just like, hey, look, <laughs> look over there. They got stuff. I want. We want some. We want some of that stuff that they got. And it's just like the person, their boss, who's in charge of who gets the what and helps all that is like this. Guys, all this not helpful right now at all. Really not. <laughs> and the irony of all of this is. Kentucky football is on the rise and Kentucky basketball is not. That's well, I feel like that's probably what this is. The heart of this is, is that Kyle Parry, like you said, as of recently, I'm not saying he's not a good coach, but he has taken a bit of a fall. And it's kind of he's the last of a of an era almost. If you look like yeah. Coach K and Roy and Bayheim and like there's just a whole bunch of Izzo and Jay Wright, and I guess Izzo might still be there. Jay Wright, but it's just like a whole bunch of like uh, era of these coaches is like, yeah, I'm good. I'm done here. I don't want to do this no more. It's some for age, some for, you know, just other reasons. But yeah, Kyle Parry's whole thing used to be like, I get the, the top recruit. I get the number one pick in the draft every year. You come here, we get a bunch of freshmen. By the end of the year, we could be playing for a championship. It hasn't been that in a while. Meanwhile, Mark Stoops is like, I'll beat Florida every year. We might even beat Tennessee some of those years. I'm going to get a seven, eight win team. Uh, we we might cover the spread against Alabama. You never know. Uh, we might keep it one score game with Georgia going in half. So they're going like you said, opposite directions. And the beef is real. The last thing I'll say from Mark Stoops now to Rick Petito ten years ago to Don Chaney thirty years ago, John Hapar just can get into people's skin. Yeah, he just very, there's something about clearly, him that very clearly. <laughs> Just really, really annoys people that makes them just lose themselves. Yeah. And here it happens again. Yeah. That's my pick. I like it. 
I like it. It brings in a basketball coach into our game, which in the off season, I don't know. I don't really care about college men's at least. Maybe I'll give some women's college basketball updates, but um, yeah, it's it's over for me for the men's game. I realize I've aged out of that. All right, three more. Really excited about the next one. We'll get quickly through club late night VIP, and then we'll finish on our what is our best picture? The annual, the 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 Tennessee Vols annual not ready award going to the most disappointing program of the year. Uh, so let's start with turnover sideline item of the year. I kept close tabs on this all year. The evolution of the sideline item from Miami's invention of the turnover chain to every knockoff and copycat and gimmick and item and tradition and routine under the sun i've seen them all all across the land here are my favorites i'm just going to list them in order and then i'll give you a winner because we don't really need you don't need to describe or say anything else about these you just need to know what they are utsa has a turnover triangle what is that you ask like the instrument it's a big giant musical triangle that if you get a turnover you get to run over to the sideline and ring the triangle. Might make noise, might not. No idea. It's a big, giant, oversized it's effective. triangle. I like it. Yes. The I Liberty. Like yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I really like, you know, it's just a, you it. get a mallet, triangle, ring it, similar to ringing a bell, different version. Love it. Liberty, the turnover Joker mask, and the accompanying waterworks. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the yes. accompanying waterworks, right? Not only do you get to put on a recreated Heath Ledger style Joker mask, but you can also get showered in water by your teammates, which is part of it. I feel like lights flash on and off at the stadium. I feel like they have everything. Um, the Joker mask is outstanding. Yeah. Is, 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 is the Joker work. mask. F-I-U turnover t-shirt cannon. Now this one I only saw once <sighs> so I could confirm it exists. Uh, but the time I saw it, FIU was losing by double digits and a D-back post-interception ran to the bench, was given one. He wasn't even really looking for it, partly because they were losing. And I feel like he was like, yeah, I got to pick. But, like, this game is not going out. We needed to go. Uh, but the strength and conditioning coach, just so you guys know, that's always whose job it is with these props. Strength and conditioning coach had to find him, had to give it to him. It's the ritual. It's the routine. You got to fire off the T-shirt cannon. So he just starts shooting T-shirts into the fans. FIU T-shirt cannon. Akron. Least. I'm sorry. Last. Certainly not least. Actually, my winner. The turnover tire. Car tire. Yep. yep. Down 19 points with a car tire around his neck. The Akron defender was the saddest player in college football this year that I can recall. Down 19 in some Mac game to whoever. He had to go to the sideline and put a tire over his head because that's what Akron does. Still don't know what we the do, baby. I, I, I guess it's like because the ta- factory, the, the tire factory plant used to be in Akron. The Goodyear plant used to be there. I guess maybe. I don't know what we're doing there, but that's why I'm giving it to Akron. I just never had sound on their games. Whenever I caught a little bit of it, I just saw a coach or a player with a car tie around his neck and just had to be like, 
Okay, I'm sure there's a backstory somewhere on this. I'm not going to go find it. I don't want to know. It just is. It just is a car tire. It's just what it is. It's just, it's just what it is. Do you have any additional sidelight items that I may have overlooked or forgotten? Tried to keep it short to the best. What do we got? We got the UNLV slot machine. Oh, yeah. Love that. Love that. Playing in Allegiant uh, Stadium out in Vegas. Love it. Yep, yep, yep. Simple but effective. Yep. Uh, pits, slam dunk. Yeah, and they just do that. Don't they just do that no matter what? Or no, that's Ole Miss. Because I remember like Jackson Dart was doing dunks. I'm like, it's not even a turnover yeah, thing no yeah, more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, Pitt gets turnovers all the time. So they're, they're doing it all there. Yeah. Uh, back to random props I think are cool. <laughs> Oklahoma State. <laughs> they bring out a chainsaw. <laughs> <laughs> that is cool and dangerous. <laughs> Yeah, their, play, and their then, player runs out with the chainsaw to lead the team out. And that's really my winner was Liberty's Joker. Like, yeah. probably the reason your name is Fire. Yeah, they 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 really had a moment this year. Uh, the the documentary that I could not remember for the life of me the name of before is God for God forbid. Um, that is the Jerry Falwell Jr. and the Liberty Doc. Oh yeah, like, yeah, that school is weird. Um, go watch that doc. Anybody out there, go watch that doc. It's a really well made doc. Billy Corbin, Ooh. the co- co- cocaine cowboys guy, but like just wild. Didn't know any of that about any of them. I knew who the Fallwells were, but didn't know any of that until I watched that. So that was crazy. And it just makes a you wild look at, boy. Yeah, it just makes you look at their football team. Like, no, I feel like mostly, mostly, I can't speak for all y'all. I feel like most of y'all are not down with any of the, the, a lot of the things this school stands for. It was just a good opportunity to come play football, but it's a weird place. That's, we'll end it there. Uh, last. And now it makes sense when they hired Hugh Freeze. We'll go yeah. Ahead. Yeah. I mean, makes a lot of sense. Like, it really does. So when you look back, you're like, yep, that tracks. That tracks. Uh, let's quick club late night. I got four teams. Do you? What do you? And one clear winner, like so clear. Who? Who? How many teams did you nominate here? Oh, I had two. Okay, so quick: Fresno State, Arizona, Nevada, UCLA. I'm going Fresno State. Mikey Keens and them boys. I watched all their games. They were always on ten o'clock CBS Sports Network. Damn near every time. Sometimes ESPN. Mikey Keens really fun to watch. Arizona definitely got consideration there. Jeb Fish had a great year, got him to Washington. Their team was legit good for like seven straight games down the back half. Nevada was always on. Can't tell you a thing about them. They were a team that was probably on so much that I've seen that I'm just like, nothing stands out. Don't remember anything. Like there were some games up there, just not memorable enough. And then UCLA, Chip Kelly winning with defense at, you know, two in the morning was really, really just disarming because I didn't, I still don't know what to make of the inventor somewhat or at least innovator of a lot of this modern day offense that's still in practice today that he just don't know how to do that anymore or i guess he doesn't recruit as well and now he's just we're gonna win like mike tomlin which is good just muck it up and win close and unfortunately here he might be fighting his way to washington which would be unfortunate the commanders not the huskies uh i thought uh is he gonna be what a coordinator for them or uh they made their head coaching high already. Yeah, I guess so coordinator. They, they, they I want mean, to go coordinate. Now that's that's a demotion. Like uh, Bill O'Brien, O coordinator Patriots, O coordinator Ohio State. That's an upgrade. You go from the 
the head coach of UCLA to the, the offensive coordinator for the Commanders. Ugh. I don't know. It'd be another unfortunate outcome for Bienemy, who both got passed over for the head coaching job and would lose his job. Something's up. Something's up. I like. I I gotta know what's up with that. Like something is up with. There is something. I don't know what there. There has to be a reason that this whole cycle just passed. His name was even mentioned. Like, let alone, you know, it's like go, the anti they, Bill like, Bryan wasn't Bill even wasn't even mentioned as a possibility yep. for yep. any of these jobs. It was just never something I had to consider. I knew almost who all the people considered was, and I never had to seriously consider his name based off the reporting. And I, I don't understand, like. Someone has to tell me why that is. There has to be a reason why, because just all the logic points that somebody's gonna get, like, give him a shot at least one time, right? And just the answer each time, like, even if it's not NFL, you'd think maybe a college, like, just no one, just no one, just he's like, nope, no, don't want it. Something's up. I digress. Who is your uh, club late night VIP nominees and winners? My uh, finalists for um, Washington State and Arizona. Yep. Uh, Washington State, interestingly enough, when they had more late night games, when they started losing, um, Arizona was consistent all year. I didn't watch Fresno State as much, but the team I ended up watching most on late night Saturday nights was Arizona, and yeah, again they they ended the year hot. So yeah. Not they, they caught our, I think, both of our eyes. I know, like, you know, going into the uh, USC game, I was less surprised in the country that that game was close because I had kind of seen, hey, I think Arizona's good. Arizona kind of went on a little run from there. The country, yeah, everybody caught on. Um, Arizona was also, interestingly enough, the one, because I was very anti-Pac-12 on this list, Pac-12 after dark, totally a thing, but the Pac-12 network ruined it. All their game, like Washington Last State, could do this. Washington State would have been a great pick. I didn't get to see so many of their games. You know, USC, there's a bunch of games I didn't get to watch because Pac-12 Network. And so, off principle, like that's partly why, like Fresno State was the most consistent thing there for me because I got the Mountain West deal, CBS Sports Network. It was either Wyoming, yeah, yeah it's either Wyoming. Occasionally Colorado State, but almost like I just looked at my whole season's worth of notes and pretty much every 10 o'clock slot, Fresno State, I'm watching and and I love Mikey Keynes. You guys know he was my he's just the college quarterback. Just certain quarterbacks who just like, oh, that guy's so college. Like, is that an NFL player? I don't know, but he is so fun to watch playing college. So that's Mikey Keynes for me. All right. This is best picture. This is uh this is it. This is best picture, which I guess is probably that's a big award in this in the uh, movie category. The Tennessee. Now we debated on this, but I think Tennessee is the one. Tennessee is the program that at the start of every year, at least since the two thousands, you could actually go back to Peyton Manning ninety six ninety seven. They come in nationally ranked, high recruiting class, one of the biggest stadiums in the country, talent. A coach of reputable background a, a number of times. They've had a crazy fan base, very rich donors, a wealthy fan base, boosters, like all, all the things that you want in a college football program, you could look at Tennessee, right? The town, the, the, the state, everything. 
Tennessee's got it. The fight song. They're the, they're the legends. <laughs> so yeah, the legends. T-Barhead, Peyton Manning. They're like quarterback legends, fight song. It's just everything, man. All of it. And no matter what, since Peyton, I, I don't have a college football memory prior to him, really, personally. But since Peyton, every year, and even during the Peyton time, they're just going to lose that game or two. Or sometimes three, sometimes the tailspin's out of control. But there's always that game where it's like, <sighs> is Tennessee gonna win? No. Is Tennessee gonna beat Jordan? No. Is Tennessee gonna be Florida? No. Is Tennessee gonna be Kentucky? No. It's just whatever. It was oh, it's South Carolina. No. LSU. No. It's just whatever it would be, and they would be the higher ranked seed. And it wouldn't just be that they would lose. It'd be how they would lose. They would get embarrassed. Their offense that would otherwise look good in other games all of a sudden looks bad. Their defense can stop. It would just be like embarrassing, disappointing. Like, why do y'all believe in this team? Like, the, to me, they're one of the first teams that I would look at and be like, I don't acknowledge your ranking at the start of the season. It does not matter. It won't change. Let's just put you 13, and at the end of the year, that's where you're going to be. Like, let's just, let's stop where you're, oh, are they five? Are they, no, you're 13. You and Penn State, to me, are the same. <laughs> like, you're 13, you're 12. Let's just keep y'all there. And in a 12-team playoff, maybe occasionally one of you guys makes it in. But that's how I named the award after Tennessee. I'm not going to give it to them this year, but I just want to do some background on the award because every year it's going to be the Tennessee Ball Annual Not Ready Award for the most disappointing program of the year. And Tennessee will always be one of the most disappointing programs of the year. Go, yes. ask, go ask their fan base. Uh, I, you, let's alternate on this. I have one, two, three, four, five teams. Nominees. My first is Texas A&M. Mm. They had a historically great recruiting class. They had a historically high buyout coach who was doing an awful job, maybe not awful, who was doing a below standard of that job quality of work and was fired with a huge buyout. I think the biggest buyout ever paid, right? Biggest buyout ever. And it's not like their season improved after that. Like, how could it? But, um, I mean, you saw that they had talent on the team. I don't want to say it again. Like, you, you saw, yes, this is a team that recruits well. But they have crazy expectations. Thank you, Johnny Manziel and Mike Evans for that. And um, Crazy and, to and, be and, clear, and, and Kevin unfounded. Thank you guys for that. Yeah, completely unfounded. So, like, that, you know, thank, thank those guys for that. That's on Kevin Sublin. That's on Johnny Manziel. That's on Mike Evans. That is mainly on the three of them and a little Von Miller and a little, you know, that's, that's mainly on them for getting expectations to that place. And the national media kind of follows it because we, you know, they, they get ranked top 10, top 15. Because of these recruiting classes and this talent and all these you know, reasons why they should be this thing. And then the season starts. They get outcoached and outplayed, outschemed, outcompeted. And it's like, I would hate to be, I think they're probably the most miserable fan base because they have Alabama like dreams and tastes and wants with like, you know, Texas A&M 
actual physical things and no Nick Saban. So Texas A&M, my first one. Who you got? The one that stood out to me the most when I did this wasn't a team necessarily that had crazy expectations. It was one that I felt like this year was their year. Um, winnable schedule. Senior quarterback who had improved every year that's going to be a pro. Stout defense. And had all the women to come into this year. I guess who that is. And for some reason, almost every week, Arkansas disappointed. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> I was like, that sounds like I was like, that is that sounds like an Arkansas. It sounded kind of like another a couple other teams. Yeah. Um, so their lone bright spot was a big an explosion against Florida, but besides that, they just they really underwhelmed this year. And their OC got fired um, mid year, and they immediately got better. But yeah, I just I expected them to play spoiler this year, and that's that's what I was going to say. Ranked. And when maybe you... even a dark horse, a dark horse, um, SEC. Yeah, West. It'd be an entrance. Yep. Yeah. But they did none of those things. Yeah, I I I do. I guess yeah, like you said, you looked at it kind of. It could have been when you say their year. When I, I and I agree, kind of like their year, meaning, like you said, play spoiler. Are you gonna be in these SEC West race, especially early on when it looked like Alabama was a little bit more beatable? LSU's defense was a bit of a mess. So you looked at the SEC West like there's no, you know, obviously Alabama got it together, but you just looked and like. Yo, can our, if Arkansas can knock off uh, LSU, like I, I never would say Alabama because I just don't think. And I've in fact, seen... this this was the year. To your point, this would be the year the to do of, it. The that was the thing. Down. Yeah. That was the thing. Like, because I've never looked at a, and I think I wrote that kind of at some point early enough in the season. Like, I've never seen an Arkansas team that I can remember actually beat like a Nick Saban Alabama team. And I was like, but if if it were, if Arkansas were ever going to kind of have a little like a run that like an Auburn has had, or like just some of these other schools, like this is the time for it. And then they would. It's not that just they didn't. It's those games where they didn't score any points or just couldn't move the ball, and the next game they could. So it's not even like, oh, you're just a bad offense. So, like, what do we expect? It's like, no, you're capable of 40. And to, you, know, you got a professional quarterback. So what happens in these other games where, like, everybody's healthy and playing? Like, how does your offensive coordinator get so bad from week to week? So, yeah, I like that one. Uh, I'll go Miami. Similar reasons, I yes. guess, to Texas A&M. But similar reasons also to Arkansas. This this or arguably could be named after Miami, actually. Especially in the last 20 years. But my I, I think Miami, even more so, the path was there <clears throat> for them. The ACC was not the strongest conference this year. Miami definitely realistically could have got to the Florida State game undefeated or with a loss and been talking about a totally different season. But I feel like they never recovered from the stupidity that was that Georgia Tech game. And it just spiraled from there. And it just got worse and worse. Like Van Dyke's play got worse. 
uh, coaching wise, like they started to question things. Playing time, you know, playing time was drastically altered after. Like it just it feels like everything after that. Like after you lose a game that you won, it's just kind of hard to bounce back from that, especially young college kids. So I gotta go Miami for a little bit of column Texas A and M. Like you wish, you know, Miami at least you used to be that, but it's so long ago. But now it's also just like realistically, we shouldn't be worse than Pittsburgh or Louisville or Virginia. Like, like we shouldn't be on the same footing as a Syracuse or as a. We shouldn't be getting blown out in bowl games to Rutgers. Like that just shouldn't be what it is. So I gotta put them up there. Yeah, that's a good one. Um... So I'm about to name I was on the fence about because they did have, I think, a decent season, especially in this coach's, I believe, his second year. Mm-hmm. Um, but after Oklahoma beat Texas, I was like, oh, bet. Yeah. They're going to the playoffs. Me too. Me too. Because their defense looked like that, and <laughs> offensively they had the firepower. They had all the momentum, and then following Texas, they squeaked by UCF. Mm-hmm. They lose to Kansas mm-hmm. and lose to Oklahoma State. So I would never have thought that this team that just beat Texas would go on a two-game losing streak. Yeah, And so uh, they also, I think, didn't play very well the rest of the year either, uh, including a loss to Arizona in the bowl game. So, um, yeah, yeah, their wins. Not, down not the ready. They were not ready too. against Kansas and not ready against Oklahoma State, and that cost them a chance at the playoff. Yeah, the Kansas game <sighs> – I was ready to forgive because I kind of, kind of saw that one coming. We were like, "Yeah, Kansas it's on the been, road has been it's close. Tough environment. Yeah, they've been close to getting one of these, but then to come back in the rivalry game against Oklahoma State, and if I'm recalling that one correctly, didn't they get their doors blown off by Oklahoma State? Wasn't it like maybe the score indicated it was a little closer? But if am I remembering that right? Didn't they kind of get embarrassed? They lost by, them? by three, but they also only uh, scored. Okay. 10 points in the second half. All right. So, uh, yeah, I'm re- I'm remembering it a little bit differently then. I, j- I remember maybe just being disappointed because I was like, oh, come on. This isn't even like one of those sneaky good Oklahoma State teams. I don't even think Oklahoma State's good. So I was a little disappointed. That's a good one. I was on the fence with them too. I'll tell you who I put over. I only have two more and not three. I'll tell you who I put over. Well, the third one's quick. Let me do this one quick. Auburn. Did anyone think about Auburn at all this year at any point? Did Auburn cross your mind at all? Because the no. worst the, the worst <laughs> thing you could be in college football, it's not bad. It's irrelevant. It's irrelevant. It, it's 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 it, like irrelevant, not yeah. memorable. Can't tell you a thing about their season. I know they were plenty disappointing. I think they went just a nice even 6 and 6 or whatever. I don't think any of their wins had significance. I don't think they lost a game that people thought they might even win, if I remember correctly. Like they I, did. Just, I mean, I they, lost, the most... they were about to be Alabama. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I guess, but that's more. I guess I meant like going into it. Like, oh, were yeah. they a, were they a favorite and then they lost? Or so I, what I I, be, I think purely because they lost Alabama the way they did. Yeah, I guess that is just the one thing. Coaching like, malpractice because the Iron Bowl. And Alabama's relevancy, I guess at least one time a year, we do have to know about Auburn. But I feel like until that Iron Bowl, I the one <sighs> thing I'll remember in my head about Auburn was not good. Bad team. 
not going to make Alabama worry about this game at all. Like, that was what I, I remember thinking that going into Iron Bowl. So I just had to give them a quick disappointment. Not a real nominee, or kind of, for whatever. Who Who's tracking this for real, for real? Next, Florida, just real quick. Billy Napier, year two, or um, yeah, year two, like next year, make a break. Um, this year needed to be better than five and seven, right? They need to be a winning team. They need to make a bowl game. There need to be a sizable, visible leap in where this team's going. We didn't see that. It looks like it's going the other way. And now in the offseason, it looks like they're getting their lunch eaten by all these other coaches who are recruiting madmen. And, uh, you know, like I said, reportedly, uh, Billy Napier is just like, no, nope, I don't care. Just give me those kids y'all don't want, and I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna show you. So I don't know if that's I don't know if that's gonna really work out for him. But uh, that uh, you know, Florida, we know Florida should not be a five and seven team. It's just you're you're in the state of Florida. All football teams should be better than that, especially Florida. I got one more after that, so you go. I got my one, and that will be our last one. <clears throat> Yeah, my um unless you have more. The one that I actually was gonna probably nominate as my winner was Houston. Yeah. Another coach lost a job. Dana Hogerson had, had yeah. done a decent job there. Houston's also been a team that is a ten win program yeah. uh in the Big Twelve and has been really competitive and they're they're cellar dwellers now. Yeah. It shouldn't have been that. That's another I case. I don't know of, why that happened. Yeah, that's another case of like, it's, you know, we're not saying 10 win every year. That's what it must be. But it was definitely like, it shouldn't be this. Like, you not can't a, be not 12th a, in the Big 12. A, yeah, not a Houston. Yeah, we can't actually be the 12th team in the Big 12. Not a Houston. Like, our resources are too good. Our money's too good. Our talent in this state. Like, they have a history of, like you said, they have a history of, you know, some 9 and 10 win teams. Um, so that, yeah, that was, that was not good. That was bad. And like, it got, yeah, got Dana Holgerson fired. They were on the fence about it. I think in past seasons, and this was the one they were like, nah, bridge too far. Get out. And a couple, to be clear, like a couple, a couple bad bounces, a couple close losses. Yep. They almost beat Texas, but almost doesn't get it done, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. And just overall, not, not enough of those, you guys should win these games or at least, they, yeah, there were just too many games where it's like, wow, you're not even in these. Like, this is not even competitive. Um, That's a good one. My last one, disappointing in a different way. USC. It's disappointing that Lincoln yeah. Riley. It's disappointing that Lincoln Riley, because I have to put this on him, or you can put it on Alex Grinch, but I'm going to go head coach first. It's disappointing that Lincoln Riley couldn't put just a slightly better team around one of the best I, well, I have to, I can't even say one of. I've definitively said the best talent at the quarterback position that I have ever seen. Just couldn't put a little bit of a better team, not defensively, not on O line, not just just. He was like, "All right, I got not Caleb, special teams. I got Caleb. Yeah, not special teams. He's like, I got Caleb Williams. So everything else will take care of itself. <sighs> like I've done my work here is done. I have signed my USC contract." I brought Caleb Williams with me from Oklahoma, like I said I would. Uh, I'm good, right? Like I'm done. That's it. My that's all. I, that's all you guys needed, right? Because that's that is how he operated. Like I did that, and 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 now and now we now we just win games, right? And it's just like no, 
no, not only do you not win games, um, you make some of them not watchable, not just because of the Pac-12 network. And um, I actively stopped watching, at least on defense. I'll try to catch Caleb because he's Caleb. But I actively had to stop watching them on defense because their inability to tackle uh, it angers like it, it started to I would just start yelling I'm like why do I care I don't care about USC but these <laughs> these the, the poor tackle they drove me insane so I had to nominate them I will I will I'm not going to make them my winners my winners are it's Miami man like uh, it's Miami because especially because Florida State is getting closer to trying to be back to where they were and where they want to be. And the rest of the ACC power ranking-wise, ahead of Miami right now, just in terms of like where you want to be, there is Clemson, there is Louisville, <coughs> North Carolina, there is Duke, and I'm going to go out on a limb here. Next year, Syracuse might have equal, if not a better season than Miami might. Pittsburgh might not be that far off from them. And there's more teams coming into the ACC, like SMU. And um, who else is coming in that's pretty damn good? So it's uh, – is it Houston? Houston's coming to the ACC too. Or are they going back Big 12? No, they're – I think they're saying Big 12. They're saying Big 12. <laughs> who, uh, SMU, and I forget, again, we'll do a whole conference realignment discussion. But I got to go Miami just because – I, I just really think this this whole, like, Mario Cristobal, we got to buy in. You got to give him time. He's building something here. What is he building? I feel like he's building a big, stupid football program is what he's building. Just like a team that re- he recruits really well, but then that's it. And then he just, like, they just – they are a poorly coached, talented roster, and that is not going to get it done. And they're blindly they like they can't move on from him because of the contract. So I just think not only will it be this year, but next year when there's a 12 team playoff and they're so far from it, not even like in the race for it, but like there's 12 teams and they're still nowhere near it. They will then will have to have the fire Mario Cristobal talk. If you can't win with Cam Ward and the team they have in place, Miami might just be irredeemable. That's this is the test you got. Like we said, best best QB in the conference going into next year for more than I mean as it stands right now. We'll see what performance on the field. But you signed the number one transfer. Your recruiting class is going well. Apparently, you think you're just a quarterback away. You got young defensive linemen and receivers who are really talented who are coming back. So, in theory, if not this year, Florida State's losing a bunch of talent. Clemson refuses to recruit in the modern age. Like, Mac Brown can't seriously sit in these living rooms of these kids and be like, I'll be here another four, three. He, you, y'all can't be losing recruiting wars to Mac Brown. Like, you just can't. You're about to get Manny Diaz revenged by Duke, right? The revenge of Manny Diaz is going to come through Duke. That's going to suck. So, yeah, I don't know. Notre Dame is closer to, you know what I mean? Like, Notre yeah. Dame was good during those Miami times. Like they're they're both kind of chasing similar times. Notre Dame has been able to, and I guess you know, independent, you can make that argument. But just I Notre don't Dame care, is man. relevant. Like, I don't care. I yeah, they've been, they've been in college football playoffs. They've been in ten win season. They've like when when is the last time Miami's played a meaningful national game? 
It's been a long time. So I'm going Miami just because we grew up on those early Canes teams and we are so far from that now that it just reminds me of how disappointing. And they play in the notoriously whack vibes at Hard Rock Stadium. So that's just that's the boat. That's the that's the icing on the cake for me. Is just they played a big, empty, stupid NFL stadium. Uh, my team quickly is a team that has recent Heisman Trophy winners. Won a a BCS Bowl as as soon ago as twenty twenty one, and is in a talent rich state in a state with tremendous resources that has inexplicably fallen off the face of the earth. So my winner is the Baylor Bears. Yep. Because what is happening in Baylor? Oh. Dave Arnada is there. He did a great job being a D coordinator at LSU. He is 23 and 25 in, at Baylor, including, what, 9 and 16 the last two seasons. Yeah, um, bad. Has the job still? He does for now, which is interesting. For now, I heard I've I've seen that it, I've I want to confirm this. I think I saw <sighs> he was the betting, like he was a very high betting odds of like college football coaches, like who's the first coach to be fired. Uh, apparently, it's a very that'd be a, not a bad ticket to place there. Yeah, we we don't talk about Baylor at all anymore. Yeah, and it wasn't well, always like that. Yeah, I mean, we can't ignore scandal that, uh, like, the whole Art Browse thing ending how it ended. Him just running this, this like, soulless program. And then you had Matt Rule come We've back We've seen in. other scandals like that, though, in other programs that we yeah, talked about. Yeah, and I'm like, but then you see, you even, and we even saw Matt Rule come back in and, like, Re, like yeah, he's rebuild, his, his, from, his, rebuild his, his from third that. act. So yeah. yeah, Matt Rule has left there, went to the NFL, failed, is back in Nebraska, and is reset to get Nebraska back closer to where they want to be. Before we're talking about Baylor, like Nebraska is more relevant nationally now because of what Matt Rule's back doing there than what's going on at Baylor. So yeah, that's a that's a good call, and I, I it's funny because well, at a certain point they were never good, and then. All of a sudden, they realize, wait a minute, like we have so much money and talent, rich state and area, and like we shouldn't, we could be good, like we could be good. And then they were, uh, and then they weren't, and then they, and then they haven't been for a while. And I wonder how much this, you know, the increased competitiveness of the NIL market is making it for where people are like, why, why would I go to Baylor, Texas? Why am I doing that? I don't know. I thought you were gonna say TCU for a second because all the descriptors could have also described them, but I was like, hey, that's just one bad year. We can't we can't really say they're that Yeah. Know, yet. All right. Except for well, a has a winner? I don't think so. Um because nah, who would have it would be like LT, but LT didn't win a Heisman. Yeah, I'm trying to think was even nominated. Because I know Dalton definitely was not. He was nominated for some awards, but not that. LT? Uh, I think Boykins was. Was he really? 
must have been. I, I don't know if he made it to New York, but he he was. I don't want to disparage the class. I think he might have been the closest. Been, that must have been not a very great Heisman race, or I'm just not remembering it. I don't remember that. He had a really. Uh, I think it was his his last year there. I remember was, he was no. I remember he had because they've had you know uh, going back to I feel like Dalton was the first one of that like who how who are these quarterbacks that are that are good coming out of TCU every year. Um. All right. Well, we didn't mean to end on on TCU talk there, but that is the awards. That was the season. That's kind of a little way to recap the season. Season in a nutshell. Award show definitely went longer than I thought. Maybe we split this up, do a part one and a part two, so that it can be out in different weeks. If not, we'll put out another episode this week. Maybe just a specific one news or two news topics to shorten it up for you guys. My goal is to get it shorter in the off season. I like the long form during the regular season. I will never shorten that. I will never sacrifice those hours. I will. We will just put out two and a half. I will put out however long the podcast needs to be because I think it's good. But I understand the off season that we could shorten it, and I will work on that. And that is my goal. Our condolences to San Diego State losing uh, Carl Weathers today. You miss yeah. out saying that. Yeah, yeah. Carl Weathers, R.I.P. Legend, um, sports legend. Played. I don't remember how many years we played some years in the NFL. Played in the first. Um... AFC Championship game with yep. uh, the Raiders, I think. Yep, yep. So he's a Raider. Um, action Jackson is one of the best action movies of all time, like hands down. Just genre creating, like, is it ridiculous? Yes. But are a lot of action movies? Yes. And was that one awesome? Yes. Everyone just go watch Action Jackson. We know Apollo. Uh, Creed is an incredible character. And... He kills that role, and you could talk Predator. You could talk like he's been in a number of things. You could talk now the that he was the uh, the and uh, the the Mandalorian. Him kind of making a final acting send off in that vehicle, which has been really good. Uh, he was in the Super Bowl commercial. I think he's going to be. I know he's in the you know training the Gronk for this fan duel kick. So Carl Weather is just a, a institution, man. R.I.P. to the legend. Um, we're gonna come in. Maybe we'll come into living in America in his honor next episode on our James Brown. Um, but RIP Carl Weathers. And next week we'll be back with some headline stuff. Maybe, maybe we'll do the NCAA versus <clears throat> litigations next week. Maybe next week is the week we get into one of the nine court cases that the NCAA is currently NCAA versus the rule of law NCAA versus logic and 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 paying fair wages and employees and unions maybe we'll have that conversation but we will holler y'all it's fun to reminisce on the season that feels like it was so far along so so far like a month away or a month ago feels like it was forever ago um, but we'll be back next week, y'all. Gotcha, peace. peace.